is a privilege and an honor to be in His presence.
Yeah.
Praise God. It's very good to see you. How was your week? Not too bad. Just blessed, right? We didn't go to the ER or any of those emergency stuff. So we thank God. Or someone did. Nobody. Yeah. That's great. The insurance money is still safe. <laughs> Co-pay is not easy. It's crazy. So thank God for not having the burden of co-pays. Like it will not be easy. All right. Shall we pray? We give praise and glory to your name, Father. We are gathered because of you. Do what you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Are we getting closer to doing the hard stuff? Are we? Any praise report or not so soon, Pastor? So soon? Hmm, how many days gone in this year? How many days gone? Today is 20th. In January was 31 days, right? So 51 days gone. <gasps> and you say so soon? You still have three hundred to go. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and what if Jesus come on the on the on the on the seventy fifth? <laughs> ah! So what are you gonna do? Still waiting for the last minute of the three hundred and sixty five? Or we are giving ourselves up to the seventieth day of the year? What have you given Jesus? What was the deadline to start doing stuff like these things that you've? Listed like what's that? What's the deadline? There's no deadline. <gasps> that makes it very scary. There gotta be a deadline where you start seeing you doing some stuff. It's very important. So set a deadline. Set a deadline. Give yourself seventy days, hundred days, eight hundred days. But well, we are soon to hit hundred. We have, we pass. 50 already. Hmm. Hmm. At least let's try to be like Joe Biden on the part that the day he was integrated, he started signing executive orders. <laughs> I was like, yo, there's no time to start signing. Yeah, and he signed a lot. So at least we can learn that one from him. It's no time. It's no time. It's no time. So what do you have so far? You have your discover yourself. Anybody discovering yourself? You have. Wow. So you realize the potentials inside you? A little bit. And that is great because Jesus said if you have a seed, the faith is like seed of mustard grain. You can do huge stuff. So it's a great part. Mm -hmm. It's a great part. The only thing is that others don't forget what Paul said. Do you remember what Paul said concerning Christianity? He said it's a race. So we are not the only people in it. First Corinthians 9. 
First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 23 to 27. 1 Corinthians on the ninth chapter. Today I'm going to do some slurry, okay? I feel like slurry, you know, like Zamze. Oh. All right. Who is you have a reader? First. Yeah, he does. He's born with it. It's a gift. It's free. He had it right in his mama's womb. It was free. We do King James first. First Corinthians nine from twenty. Three to twenty-seven. Hmm. La 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 la. Pananam, pananam, pananam. First Corinthians mm -hmm. nine twenty-three to twenty-seven. Yes, sir. From the King James. Mm -hmm. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run, that ye may obtain. Hmm. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, mm -hmm. but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it to, bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, hmm. I myself should be a castaway. That is deep. And as a picture of Christianity, that is... If you want a practical overview, like you're using a GPS to find a way or a location, and on a GPS you have the overview. So once you hit the overview, you're able to see like everything. So you are the up like a plane or pilot view, and then you see everything, and then you know what is going to happen. And this is one of the clear pictures of what we are given, what you are involved in. Can I ask a question here? During the days of the week, do you have any day where Christianity comes into your mind? This Christianity stuff, does it come into your mind? Ooh, I'm a Christian. I got stuff to do. You know, something comes to your mind like, Something comes into your mind, job, oh job, oh job. Ah, I gotta be there like this time. Because every day you are you are working, so the job is in your mind. So what you are doing consistently with your heart in involved in it is always on your mind. Does it happen to you like that with Christianity? Huh. Yeah. 
Because, who can tell me? Why is it so? There is no consistency in it. Who is consistent in your Christianity? Like, you know you are consistent in Christianity. You don't, you don't, I mean, you know that you know that you got us. <laughs> Does it happen to you? Does it mean there is a timing to our Christianity on the days of the week? We are more Christian on the Sunday <laughs> and very less on the other days. True or not true? It shouldn't be true. It shouldn't be. The guys who run, you know, those Olympic stuff, it's always on their mind to train. Nobody tells them the truth. Even when they don't feel like, they know, whoo, I got to train. Number one, to keep fit, to be in shape. Number two, to have this thing in my blood, like to do it easily because I got to win. So they're always training. Can you imagine these guys who swim? Like always fighting the, the pool. It's not easy. Those who run marathons. And that's what Paul is saying that, and this I do for the gospel's sake. Why is he doing this thing? Like, it's because of what? The gospel. It's, it's that I might be a partaker, therefore, with you. See? He says, don't you know, those who run in the race, they all run about one. One person receives it. One person receives it. 25, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Christianity should be on your mind just like you know your name. Christianity should be on our minds just like we're going to work. That thing is in your blood. Because when we are working, our off days are like maybe two, three. But Christianity's off days are like <laughs> we only work on Sundays and Mondays and Saturday. Yo, three days. Can you be off for five days? I mean, of course you pray. But the, the question comes even to the prayer. Why do you pray? Why do you pray? Why do you pray? Why do we pray? Anytime you find yourself praying, why do you do it? Why do you go to job? Why do you, why do, why do you go to work? Oh, no, we are talking. So why do you pray? To communicate to God. Communication is two ways, right? You talk, he talks. So who is the quiet, more quiet in the communication? Is he more quiet and you are the talkative? Do you enjoy it? Because it's communication. I talk to you, you got to talk back to me. But if I'm talking to you and it's like you're silent and I, got to, I should believe that you've heard me. It's hard. <laughs> I don't want to be in that relationship. 
That is why it's it's really a big deal for people to pray. Like to start it is hard because you are you when you close your eyes you see darkness. You don't see anybody. So it's like, who is this guy I'm talking to anyways? <laughs> you know, so someone someone do go like, Yo God, bro, Sab G. No, you've been busy, yo, but <laughs> you know, trying to make it more fun. But yes. I don't blame a lot of people when they don't they are not prayerful because of what is in it. Can you imagine that the, the day anytime you pray you hear God talk back to you? Don't you want to do it every day? You want to do it every day. Because Papa God is going to talk to me. If he doesn't talk, an angel is going to bring a message. It's it's wow. So why, how do you feel when you don't hear him back? Have you ever prayed and you heard him back? Have you ever prayed you heard him back? Like you're talking and like, all right, Christy, I got you. I got you. It didn't happen. He felt as he felt like a presence. Yeah. It's beautiful. Does God talk always when we pray? No. But if I pray five times a day, at least once he will talk. But if I do the whole year and I don't get enough feedback, enough talk back, I have questions to, to ask. Why is it that he is not talking or I'm not hearing? <laughs> because Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they come at my call. But the stranger's voice, they do not know. Nobody trains a baby to hear voices. It's natural. The moment you become a Christian, it should be supernaturally natural to hear your papa's voice. The thing here is that the things of the spirit are to be trained. You see, there should be tutors. There should be Helpers, like Paul said, he gives some apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists for the perfecting of the saints unto their own ministry. So when we come to the things of the spirit, like hearing God and being able to walk in the, like Paul said, if you have received the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. How to do this walking in the spirit, how to be able to hear him, how to be able to identify which voice I'm hearing. Is not that simple. There had to be a teacher. There has to be a teacher. You need a teacher. The first teacher you need is the Holy Spirit. He's the first teacher. Jesus said that, and I will pray the Father, and he shall send you the comforter, and he shall teach you. So that's the first teacher. But the funny thing here is that before this first teacher is introduced to you, you need someone who will do the introduction. You see why, like somebody, somebody asks, why is it so important to go to church? You can't just stay home and pray. No, these things are the reasons why. 
the gathering of the saints is very important because there has to be like John the Baptist did to, to make way and the people got to know who Jesus is and then Jesus came in started talking about the Holy Spirit talking about God, proper God I mean talking about the kingdom bringing the people into the, the, the atmosphere of what we have as kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus really brought the kingdom of heaven to the people. One time he said to them, the kingdom of heaven is among you. Which was he himself talking to ah, the kingdom of God. Is, the kingdom of heaven is among you. And if you have seen me, you have seen the father. He brought in a realm that the painful thing here is Some of us who call ourselves what we call ourselves don't do these things as we should do them. You see, which one will you prefer? Coming for a miracle and you go or coming to be taught to have the miracle worker walk with you? Choose one. Choose one. You have the miracle and you go. Okay? You come, have the miracle, you are excited and you go. And how about the one that you are taught how to walk with the miracle worker? What does that mean? 24-7 miracles for you. You don't need me to work the miracle. You catch it? You don't need me. Now you know how to do it. Does it change anything? It changes a lot. Jesus said, no, don't you say, yeah, he says, healing is the food for the children. Now, when I read it and saw Jesus say that healing is the food for the children, I was like, but if it's a food for the children, that means it's something that it, it should be simple for the children. Talking about those who are children in the spirit, the new converts, the today comers, the newcomers. Healing is food for them. It should be easy for them. All right? But it's a gift. This miracle, the, the miracle working, the healing. Look, look at what Jesus did. He did mighty miracles. It's, it's not easy. But why is it for the children? Because I'm trying to make it, I want to make it simple. Two groups, okay? We have the babe, like, like, like Peter said, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, and do what? Grow thereby. So we are babes in Christianity, and they should desire the pure milk of the word. It makes them grow. These people, these babes, the, 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 the word is nepios. They are babes who are tossed. They have to be, they have to be under tutors and governors like, the, like Paul said. You, is it, a time is coming, you no longer have to be under tutors and governors because you ought to be teachers yourself. Hmm. So, two groups. The babes, and then we have those who have come to full age. We call them, they are matured. They are not babes anymore. They are not babes anymore. 
They are matured. Why? They understand what we talk about as spirituality. They understand when you talk about the Holy Spirit. They, they clearly tell you in your sleep what the God doing going, what the God going on in the realms of the Spirit. It's like flip it in the other. And it has to be taught in the church. How will you feel that any time you want to talk to Jesus or talk to the Holy Spirit, you just move it? How do you feel? You just love it. It's not me telling you. God says, God says, God says. It gets boring. You know it gets boring. God says, God says. Because, well, people like it. But for me, I was asking, but when is he going to talk to me? I'm dying for him to talk to me. So that I also can tell others what God says. You get it? But the attraction to these things show how, indeed, how babyish we are. People like want to tell me what God is saying. That is it. Tell me what God is saying. That is it. God is saying you should talk to him. What about that? There's a, there's, a, there's a heavy desire for you to go deep. What if you were taught how to invoke the presence of God? And you can do it even on a toilet. Will you not do it? Will you not do it? You do it. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. That is what the church is for. That is what the church is for. You see, there are days that you need to be encouraged, okay? And there are days that, you see, when you like, we have. If you have like 50 people here or 100 people here, not everybody is mature. So somebody will need encouragement. Somebody will need um, a prophecy. Somebody will need this or that. Okay. But the, the whole picture here is for all of us to come to the full age. What is full age? Are you asking yourself that? Hebrews 5. I know these things are like very boring. When you talk, you're teaching about these things. It's very boring. You know. But that's what is so good. Open, open your, your eyes to the realms of the Spirit. Hebrews 5. Hmm. Let's start from verse 11 to 14. See, that was a warning Paul gave against apostasy. Hebrews 5, 11 to 14. Hmm. Yeah. The King James and then we, we straight to TPT. Probably do um, Amplify too, but King James first. Hebrews 5, 11. Hebrews 5, 11. Through 14. Yes, sir. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Mm. 
for when for the time ye ought to be teachers ye mm -hmm. have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God mm. and are become such as have need of milk mm -hmm. and not of strong meat mm -hmm. for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness uh -huh. for he is a babe mm -hmm. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, mm -hmm. even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Powerful. Um, amplified. AMP. Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews 5.11.14 from the Amplified. Concerning this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing mm -hmm. and disinclined to listen. For though by this time you ought to be teachers because of the time you have had to learn these truths, hmm. you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning from the beginning and you have come to be continually in need of milk you see not solid food mm -hmm. for everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness <laughs> you see it since he is a spiritual infant mm. but solid food is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Yeah. Amen. You see, that, that is, this, this version is just telling you what it is. It doesn't change anything. It's just telling you what it is. Why is it that they are still babies? It says you are continually in need of milk. Why is it? Because it starts from their first living. Says you are sluggish, you are darling sluggish. And then he comes down here and says, doctrinally inexperienced. That is why anybody can get up in a church and, and become a pastor and ask the people the doctrines they wanted to give them. You know, um, deeper life. Have you heard of deeper life? Church, deeper life. It's all over Africa. I think, I think it's all, all even outside Africa. You know, um, Pastor something, 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 Kumui. They, he gave them a whole lot of doctrine. Um, don't wear this, like earrings or those kind of stuff. One time he was preaching. Now in his old age, okay, he was preaching and told them, the things I've been saying, it's not that because God told me. These things I've been telling, don't wear this, don't do this. It's not like God gave me instruction. I, I gave them to you. And then he was saying that before I die, maybe I will change these things. You see, when they are about you, they know they are hating death. They want to correct stuff. But sometimes you've wasted a lot of people's life. And that's what Paul says here. That those who are continually inexperienced and unskillful in the word of righteousness, they fall prey to these things. Because I'm not surprised that they will come out and say what they say. And they have millions, thousands following them. So you can see how many people are unskilled, doctrinally unskilled. And then they continually have to be in the milk position. So they have millions of people, thousands, hundreds of thousands in their congregations, but they are babies. 
So you see how the kingdom is suffering. So how do you move to a level where God wants us to be, the full age, who are able to use the word of righteousness skillfully? How do we get there if the leaders are the ones promoting the milk? See what I told you last week, there's a need for reformation. Because a lot of, a lot of things have gone wrong and very bad. So that is why a lot of Christians are not, like verse 14 says, but solely food is for the spiritually mature who, whose senses are trained by practice. Whose senses are what? Tra so there has to be training and there has to be what? Practical training. So once you are being trained and you are being taught, then you also move into practicals. You see, oh, this is what they said. They, I'm going to do it. And then you find yourself moving gradually from needing of milk into becoming spiritually mature because you practice what you were taught. And then if you come and tell you that God can speak to you only if you cover your head, how does it help you in communication with God? Are you, are you seeing that picture? Sometimes, you know, my mother, people come and visit us and they have to pray before conversation. As it is in every Christian home, let's pray. I'm sure they you of you, you know. You sit down and say, okay, also what? Oh, let's pray. <laughs> and then my mom, who is not, you know, she has the hair. She has to look for some handkerchief to cover the. So one time she does it like this. It was one thing I it just threw me off. It it just because. That is what has been taught. The pain here, okay, in Christianity, the pain here is the doctrines. The doctrines. You know, someone stood and said, most of the Old Testament things God has abolished, you know, in the New Testament. Someone asked the question, so if God has abolished the Old Testament, why are you collecting tithe? Tithe is in the Old Testament. And then they were like, um, <laughs> doctrines. The issue has to be with doctrines. You know, a guy went to visit one of um, the deacons in Ghana, and then this guy was able to bring out, I don't know how they do it. Then this guy, who was a deacon, his mother is a deaconess, they said they're not going to do tight anymore. Because the guy convinced them with other scriptures. Scriptures, scriptures, yeah. And then later, when they also found out a different explanation, they were like, Oh, God, forgive us. But the question is that this is a deaconess and there's a deacon. How were they able to be convinced like that? So, you see how we give positions to people who are still babies. Imagine this guy, James, 11 year old, becomes a father. People are in trouble. <laughs> so some of these people who are leaders in churches, they are like 11 year old guys. That's the problem. But for you, these words come to you for you to start preparing yourself for growth. Are you catching it? You start what? Preparing yourself for growth because you're going to move to solid food, spiritual solid food, where 
you've become doctrinally experienced and skillful with the word of righteousness. Are you, are we, are we together? Hmm. Let me try to give you the scripture if it will help at all. Because seriously, you're not encouraging me. <laughs> Let's start with Isaiah 28. Hmm. Isaiah 28. Hmm. Okay, start from verse 7, please, and end in 13. Isaiah 28, 7 to 13. Um, King James first. Because of some words they used there. Hmm. Isaiah 28, mm -hmm. 7-13 from King James. But they also have erred through wine, and through strong drink are out of the way. Mm -hmm. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They mm -hmm. are swallowed up of wine. Mm -hmm. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. All right. Please hold on there. Those who erred, I, were you not surprised to see prophets and priests? <laughs> so it's not because that person is a bishop or whatever. That person can just err. Err what? In vision. Why? They err through what? Strong drink. And the days of Isaiah, he said they err through what? Strong drinks. Now, in our day, some of them are still erring through strong drinks, strong wine, but others are also erring through doctrines that are not ordained by God. So imagine, that's something I was, I, this, this is, this conference I had within me with my parents. They were very powerful. God used them. They were healing people. They were raising dead. But one thing, was very hard for me and I couldn't settle down with them on that. My mother once said, Me, I've told God, I don't want to be sick and be bedridden for a long time. When I'm sick, you know, He should take me. So, like, why do you think that God is, is going to call you through sickness? That's a big errand. What do you think? Does it make sense? Whoever said it, that God calls his people through sickness. And for you to say that I don't want to be sick for a long time, when I'm sick, he should take me. You are, you are ready for sickness. Like we say at the altar, for better, for worse. In richer, in riches and in what? In poverty, whatever the... I don't even want to remember. You see, you are, you are not saying the bastard, but you are releasing words that will hurt you in the future when i stand here and i face the woman and said for better for worse we are expecting what better and worse these are bad words i so because of that i went to buy 
a book, an officiating book for the bishop who ordained, who officiated a wedding. And I gave him the page <laughs> I wanted to use for us. Do you catch it? I gave him the page because I didn't want him to open the page where that was for better for worse. I, I, I said, I like this page. And that had no for better for worse. It all had words of positivity. Because definitely in life, better stuff will come. But don't confess it that I'm going to love you for better for worse. For better, for worse, in richer, in poorer. Oh, mwah. And in three months, you're like, oh my God, what, who did I marry? Oh, I want a divorce. Because he said, for better, for worse. <laughs> and now you want a divorce. No. 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 And if I'm officiating any wedding, and the people, people are like, oh, you didn't bring for better, for worse. I said, well, you have to go and look for the one who brings that word. I'm not the one. I am going to bring any for better, for worse here. Because you don't expect these things to come out from the mouth of matured people. All right. So the prophets are erring. God help us. Verse 9, please. Whom shall he teach knowledge? Now the question is, who is going to teach knowledge now? Because the prophets, the priests, they are supposed to also teach the people they have heard. So whom shall he teach knowledge? It's a very good question. Oh. Like we come to church, you ask yourself, whom shall we teach knowledge? Because a lot of people are expecting uh, gymnastics. And you know that thing. So they come they are prophesied to and they leave without the knowledge. You know what God prefers? Give the knowledge and when we release the prophecy it's well held. If you, if you like if you give a medication okay, to an ignorant person what are you going to do with the medication? They will abuse it. Drug abuse is from what? Drug abuse, what is it from? They abuse drugs. Not, not weed or whatever. You give them a painkiller and then they abuse it. Although you tell them, please, take it according to prescription. What prescription? Are, are you mad? This is my body. This is what I want now. You are telling me. But later when they realize that, this, 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 is that. So if you overdo it, this is what would happen to you. And they still take it. You know you did your part. So, prophecies and... The, no prophecy is the mind of God. Okay, it's, we are releasing the mind of God to you. The mind of God to you. And if it's released, then you are ignorant of these things. They don't even make any sense. Whom shall he teach knowledge? This is hard. Because as we are going down there, right in the scriptures, well, I am always sad when I read it, but I don't know if you are going to also be sad. Let's see who will be sad, at least. But I don't pretend to be sad. <laughs> 
please, please shoot it for us. <laughs> and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Hmm. Them that are weaned from the milk hmm. and drawn from the breast. Hmm. For precept must be upon precept, mm -hmm. precept upon precept, line upon line, mm -hmm. line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Hmm. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. Mm -hmm. And this is and this is a refreshing, yet they would not hear. Mm -hmm. But the word of the Lord was a was unto them precept upon precept, mm -hmm. precept upon precept, mm -hmm. line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. That is a pity. What happened to them when they were taking precept upon precept? They're just going to go back, backslide, fall back. They'll be broken, they'll be trapped, and they're taken. Why? Because... You don't find the people to cheat. There are only two. And that's the second question he asked. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? If. <laughs> See. If you want to walk in power. Okay. And you want to walk in that supernatural authority of God. You need to understand these things. Knowledge and doctrine. Knowledge and doctrine is serious. And so it has to be precept upon precept. Look, there is a razor, and you're now going to be given precept upon precept, line upon line. You will be broken because you've got no time to waste. Now, do you understand what they, they do now? There's no time to waste. And then it has to be present, you know, uh, like you read in, in the, it says they have to be taught, you know, the, 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 the principles of the oracles, the first principles of the oracles of God. From where? From the beginning, they now have to be taught. What is baptism? What is speaking in tongues? Um, what, what, is the <laughs> what, what does it mean to say I'm anointed? Um, why should you be in church? These are for the babies. This, this, these are, this is milk. Okay, that's what the Bible calls a milk. But when you talk about those who understand solid food, you are moving into doctrinal teaching, proper one. Where they understand the meaning of realms, where, where they know how to switch, like you said, discern between good and evil. Because you'll be surprised how a lot of people we call Christians are deceived by false prophets. Why? Practically, they couldn't discern between good and evil. They've been misled and mistaught on discernment of spirits. But yet, the Bible has said, he says, discern, test all spirits, mean discern all spirits, and know which one is from God. And how can you discern and know if you are not taught? And how can you know also after being taught if you don't practice it? And so the race we are running, and somebody is just not going to get anything proper. Says, no, you're not. That they which run a race run all, but one receive it. But this time around, is it because it's not just one person who's going to receive? Because you go, you go before Jesus and there's going to be, you know, you have to be accounted for whatever and get your crown. So a lot of Christians will be given rewards. But 
what we are talking about here, the main thing is that there is a race and we cannot delay. There's a race. You are praying three times a day, praying three times a day. Someone is praying ten times a day. You see how it is. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Verse 1 to 1 and 2. Let's, let's do 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 from King James. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, <clears throat> let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, mm -hmm. and let us run with patience the race that is set before, before us, us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Amen. So there's a race. He says you have to run it patiently. That means you got to take your time to learn and practice until you are perfected. And then he gave a simple, look at verse 12 and verse um, 13. The same book, same chapter. Same 12 Hebrews. Let's look at verse 12 and verse 13. Hebrews 12, 12 to 13 from King James. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees mm -hmm. and make straight paths for your feet, mm -hmm. lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, mm -hmm. but let it rather be healed. All right. So whatever is weak has to be strengthened. That's what I'm, as I was saying. I make a list of the things that are difficult for you to do because the hands that are hanging down must be lifted, whether they like it or not. The knees that are feeble must be lifted. Something must happen to your feet. Because it's a race. And you have to run towards that mark. Can I challenge you? Will you do it? Can I challenge you? Are you sure you're going to do it? I want to challenge you. When is our night? March 4th. Today is February 20th. Before the all night, I want to challenge you to Speaking in tongues. You all speak in tongues? For two hours. Non-stop. Before we come for the whole night. So from now to 3rd of March. Can you... Those who are doing TikTok challenge, they are getting money. Let's do spiritual challenge too. <laughs> Put some music on. 
pray for two hours speaking in tongues. Now, if you just go, you sleep one and a half hours. <laughs> and even the music is going to be, even help you sleep more. So what we're going to do is, you're going to be praying in tongues, reading the gospel material, like the Bible. And if you still find yourself sleeping, mercy over you. But it's a challenge. Try to do it. How many of you have a copy of my book, The Six Lives of God? You could be praying and reading it. Do you have copies? You don't have copies? You have one. I think that means you never opened it. <laughs> Lord have mercy. When when my wife went to sell the books at where she works. A woman bought, I think, three or so, gave one to her husband. When her, the husband is a lighthouse chapel pastor or so, according to the testimony, when the husband was reading, he said, are you sure this, this man behind this book wrote the book and his wife is with you? Say, yeah. So, the book is deep. Did I tell you how I, I got the book? It was through an encounter. The Holy Spirit came and visited me and said, this book, I want you to release it. And because I had to live the words in it, it took eight years for me to bring it out. Because I had to experience what he told me, the revelations. It's a very serious book. Well, we don't have it. I, have, I still have copies. How much was she selling? It's not free. No, $10. She was selling for $10. Now that things have gone high. <laughs> I have... I still have copies. Don't worry, I'm going to bring them to you for free. Read them. Read that, like, pray. You, so, you are speaking in tongues and you are reading the book. Double tasking. It's very easy to double task. Everybody can double task. How come you can be driving and testing? But prayer and reading becomes difficult. <laughs> Don't you drive and text sometimes? Sometimes people do. Or you drive and as I call through the microphone, the speakers, and you're driving and you're talking at the same time. It's double tasking. Yeah. So. The book is at home, so. Um, I'm going to give them to you so you can give it up. Yeah, just three, right? That's cool. So you are reading it, praying in tongues, and reading why are we going to do that? Why are we going to speak in tongues and be praying? Pray with speaking in tongues. Who, who has an idea on what tongue speaking does for us? Mm, any idea? You, you say you speak it. So why do you speak it? What, what is the problem? Have you, ever, have, you, have you had any result or any impact from it by speaking in tongues? 
Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I'm really, really asking. And you know what you're talking about? Yeah. You know what you're talking about? Yeah. Like, when you say it, you have the interpretation. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? The challenge. Who's going to do it? Try. Mm. Mm. You try. At least when you try, give yourself um, two hours. But when you hit five minutes, you might you might think you have hit one hour. You, you, yeah, you check the time and it's like you are just five minutes. <laughs> when you hit fifteen minutes, it's it's like you've been praying for three years. It's it's not easy, but it's worth it. Okay. Now, one important thing is that when you speak in tongues, you are edifying your spirit. When we say you are edifying your spirit, you are encouraging your spirit in the presence of God. You are building your spirit. Like Habakkuk says, pray in your most holy faith. So when you are praying in tongues, it is that time that your spirit takes over your body. And then you allow, you allow your spirit to be very connected to, the, to God. And he can just do what he wants to do in your life. You catch it. And that is one important thing about speaking in tongues. And then when you still you keep doing it, interpretation is given to you. And then you realize that God is speaking back to you in tongues, but you understand there's a prophecy and you understand what he's saying. It's sweet. And I'm waiting for that day that I'll call Chrissy. And then we are only speaking in tongues and we understand what we are saying. Amen. And nobody, nobody understands, but we, we, are, we clearly understand what we are saying. Amen. Imagine! That would be so lovely. <laughs> that would be so lovely. Oh, God. Hmm. And I pray that you will strengthen to do this challenge. In Jesus' name. It's powerful. It's powerful. Hmm. Imagine. You know. And don't worry if it's just one one word that is coming. Just speak it. You can speak it 
And if there's a song on your heart, you can sing it. But then you are still reading and praying at the same time. It, it is, is a sharp thing, I'm telling you. It sharpens you a lot. It will have effect on your dreams, have effect on the level of presence of God you have, it will have effect on your personal prayer life. Yeah. Communion, please. You have made me a living sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving. But then I put this one by your spirit, I am made a living sanctuary for you oh i like this in first corinthians 14 thank you one more for my wife please first corinthians 14 i can just read it quickly don't worry oh starting from verse 12 even so ye for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. 13. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Oh, beautiful. 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. But my understanding is unfruitful. I don't understand it, but my spirit prayeth. Ooh. So how do you balance the two? What is it then? 15. I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with understanding also. What is it? He said, I will pray in tongues and I will pray in my language also. I will sing in tongues and I will sing in my language also. That is beautiful. Can you imagine? As you read on, you see, he told the church, I'm, I thank God I, I pray in tongues more than all of you. That's what he said to the Corinthian church. <laughs> So I thank my God I pray in tongues more than all of you. Hey, Paul, like that. <laughs> I thank God. It's First Corinthians 14, 18. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than ye all. So it's like he prays more in tongues. And then he switches to his language. So two hours is okay. Let's do two hours. Speaking in tongues. Your spirit is just praying. Spraying, spraying, spirit is spraying. Find it, find it in your calendar or on your schedule to do the two hours. Let's try. And if it's getting long for you, you can call anyone who's free and they do it together. Throw on the phone. Yeah. Juliet has keys to this place. You have the keys, right? You can get copies. Come in and be here and pray. Or in your car. Yeah. How many of you have books you are reading? Christian materials you are reading? I will take keyboard and chase somebody here. <laughs> I said it before, like you have to get Christian material and read. Whether it's on your device or in your car. Read. 
Invest in yourself. Invest these things in yourself. Yeah. One Friday, Pastor Maxwell invited me to his radio show. We were talking and when you say, hey, you have information, Ralph. I was, I was happy to hear that. Because you have to invest in yourself. You can't know everything. It's not possible. But know the essential things, at least. Every you, you, you should have like a book, at least a book in your car. Cry. Any book in your car? You have what? Is it gospel stuff? Gospel. Yes, it's, it's good. At least there's a book in someone's car. Yeah. And, and gospel stuff to it. Yeah. That that book is powerful. Because I'm like, just, you know, give yourself that five minutes. I'm just going to read for five minutes in the car. It's amazing. Did you read the thing I sent to you? The novel? Man. You don't need time. When, 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 you, when you close from work, you get home, and you are on the thing, you are releasing consignment. Oh my God. You can read. <laughs> you can read. No, honestly, I went to a conference. A man of God said, have small books in your restroom. He says, the best time to read is when you are sitting on the thing. I thought he was lying, so I tried. I'm like, wow, this thing, this thing works like magic. It works. <laughs> if we can be there with our phones going through videos, can we go there looking, reading something? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Let's try it. So you see, the time is there. We have, we have time. Sometimes we don't know we have that time <laughs> until we, 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 we exercise it. It's, 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 it works. Okay? I beg you. Because it's a race. And in this race, you are in the lane. And that lane you are in, you can easily depart from that lane by a lot of things going on in your life and in this world. So be in that lane, be in that path by continually building yourself. Hearing God. And get into his will and fulfilling things. Funny thing I think a lot now is you having that gospel concept. Think about it a lot. I don't know why. I think I think about it more than you do. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I say to myself? Oh, if she knew. Yeah, she knew. What impact it will be. Yeah. A man of God had a picture recently. I was watching it. They were singing. The worshippers were worshipping. It was a church program. And it was like, let me go to the other side. And then take, take a, a broad view on my phone. And when he took the picture, he saw something different. A bright light like an angel right there. He was amazed. You don't know the impact of it. They thought they were singing. 
There was a special presence there. Amen. Any questions? Any remarks? Any criticisms? Any anything? Anything you want to add, subtract, help with? I don't think it was a perfect preaching. I was just trying to make some points from the scriptures. But maybe you know something I I didn't say or else. You could help us with it. Any anything? Nothing? <laughs> oh breaking my heart. Okay. I know very soon I'll bypass Dave and like whew, I felt the presence of Dave. Oh my god. I felt it. There's a woman. Anytime her pastor visits her, before the pastor gets there, he, she will tell the husband, Bishop Doug is coming here. The husband's like, ah. In three minutes, six minutes, he's there. The husband's like, she said you'll be here. So one day they asked her, how do you know? So, your angel comes here first, before you. So I always see you. Once I see your angel, I know you are coming. Can you imagine? <laughs> that is beautiful. Let's just imagine. And maybe you, you, your husband or you is going to go into a bad business, a bad deal. And then his angel will come and tell, talk to your, your husband. This is what he's trying to do. And then you'll be like, hey, yo, come here. <laughs> You're trying to do this, 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 that. Stop it. So how do you know it? Your angel told me. Ha, glory. <laughs> glory. Isn't that amazing? It is. And then you'll be walking or talking to people and then things that people don't even know. Okay? God just tells you stuff about them. One time I was in a car in Ghana and I said, Holy Spirit, tell me things about people. Oh, he said, see that one? There's this. Is it not nice? Look, it's, it's, it's a life for everybody. Okay? Let's pray. Pray on the communion. You have it. Talk to God. And prayer must be said, not so please bring out words <laughs> a lot of people like praying in their head please we, we bring out words in the head alone is meditation this is why we are not meditating we are praying so if it's a secret thing you can just whisper hey thank you lord thank you Oh, Shabalada Bradusa Valadea Day. How mighty, how wonderful, how special you are. Beyondi Losivri Hadian Tavabadia. Yeboru Sivahara Dienda. Zaleosh Kivradis. Fuladiva de Beledo Celebradish. Mandozela tu velehesh. Paul Vikadoze and the Vilihai of Roselaidiza. Oh, Shalavadia Balosa. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Vilo Zereidas, Pahadas Tureza. Koza Laidose in the Velahabradus. Vilahaishlas, Larikovas, Vrabalu Holesiande. Tis of Elais Kevrahaish. Zalova Hati Pradis, Elayada. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, precious Father. Mm. You remember the song, Precious Name. Oh, how sweet hope on earth and joy of heaven. Oh, precious name. Oh, how sweet hope on earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, precious name. Oh, how sweet hope on earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, oh, how sweet hope on earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, precious name, the name of Jesus, oh, how sweet hope on earth. And joy of heaven, hey, precious name. Oh, how sweet hope on earth and joy of heaven, precious name, precious name. Oh, how sweet. Hope on earth and joy of heaven, precious name, oh sweet. 
Oh, hope on earth and joy of heaven. Every thank you because the bearer of this name shed his blood and broke his body for us. We well, thank you for the communion and we receive the impart of it. From the crowns of our head to the soles of our feet, we are perfected in every direction. Everything that concerns life, anything pertaining to life, we receive of this blessing in the name of Jesus. And we know that this week will be the one of the weeks where you were with us and your presence led us and your spirit was strong in us. Nobody shall be broken. No skin shall be scratched. No bone shall be broken. No tears of pain or bad news. But let it all be tears of joy. And I pray in the name of Jesus that any time we go out and we come back, let it be a blessing. And make us a blessing to the nations. A soul at a time. Help us to help others. And bless us to give you glory. Thank you for blessing our families, our friends, and the people we are yet to meet. If there is anybody we are about to meet and is not ordained in your plan that we meet them, may we never meet them in the name of Jesus. But let us meet people you have ordained for us to meet. And we call it done in the name of Jesus. Healings and protections for all of us. Our health perfected. We are not receiving or giving out any infections. And we thank you because your blood is working and your body is working for us. Help us to love that we did last week. Help us to be patient that we ever did last week. Everything that is good concerning you, Father, we pray that we shall increase in them. And we thank you for helping us do this. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Alright, let's take a beautiful communion. Ooh. Precious name. I don't know why I always struggle with this first layer. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. God bless you for coming. Let's prepare towards um, the whole night. If we can invite others. Hmm. Glory. Ephata. Something got to open. And remember the prophecy God gave us last week? Who remembers it? And I said I was going to pray on it and we talked more about it on the whole night. You remember last week? Oh, please. The way you're looking at me. <laughs> you didn't listen to the podcast. You didn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. You can skip it. You see the skipping options there? 
Oh, okay. So, uh huh. But even if you don't have Apple, um, Spotify, it should just open for you. Did you try? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the volume and all things, are, yeah. I tried to work on the thing. Because the keyboard also adds another noise to it. It has to be with the tuning. I tuned it, so hopefully this one works. If it doesn't work, I'll tune it again. Yeah, the... <laughs> all right. Yeah, remember the Lord said that he desires that his people, you and I, we walk with him in power and wisdom. And is ready to meet us at the point of action. Because we should move from having to walk in power and wisdom just to be a desire. But we should put it into action. And when we put it into action, he will meet us at the point of action. Alright? So I said I was going to pray and know what he meant by the point of action. Alright, so... Still keep it in your spirit. You can also pray towards it. It's amazing. Okay, let's take our Jude and TPT, and we are out of here. Thank you, Lord. Do you have it? Okay. Can we be on our feet as we close? Taking the Closing confessions. Amazing grace. All right. One, two, we go. Now to the one with enough power to prevent me from stumbling into sin and bring me faultless before his glorious presence to stand before him with a stack of delight to the only God our Savior through our Lord Jesus Christ. Be endless glory and majesty, great power and authority from before he created time, now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Mm -hmm.